know, the, the goal of empowering people, finding out what they want in relationship to what you can truly do for them. And there's a big gap. They came in thinking neck pain, back pain, and headaches. You know you can help them get healthy and stay healthy for a lifetime. So we find out what they want in relationship to what we can do for them and then just show them how to have what they want. It's a whole lot easier to get somebody to do something they want versus something you manipulate them into. So not only do I think it's unethical and no fun way to spend a day by manipulating people. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, friends. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. I'm here with a brother from another mother, a new birthday, uh, one of my closest friends in the world, Russ Rosen. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, my friend. Aloha. Good to see you. Thanks so much for sending that video to my daughter for my birthday. That was fantastic. That, that's not a knife. That's a nice <laughs> a background story there. We just worked out recently. Russ has been a great friend of mine for uh, 17 years now. We first met and I had my first trip over to Maui at that stage, not long afterwards. And I was sitting down having dinner with he and his family. And for many of you that are not Aussies, the um, Crocodile Dundee iconic, that's not a knife, this is a knife. The family had me going through repetitions of saying that again and again and again at the dinner table, much to their absolute uh, enjoyment also. And for Russ's 60th birthday, his beautiful daughter, Nicole, asked me to kind of send him over a video. Now, uh, a few years ago, Russ and I did a little bit of a drive from Sydney up until Brisbane, of which I spent much of the, I don't know, is it 12 hours drive trying to teach Russ to speak proper English? or Australian there too. And one of the words that he struggled with mostly was water. So um, anyway, in this little video that I put together for Russ, I gave him an English lesson of which, you know, we talked about water as opposed to water. And yeah, uh, still working on it, mate. Still working still, on it. Still working on it. Anyway, that's, that's another story from there too. So um, in today's episode, we're going to have a chat about as we start some of the isolation um, boundaries start to lift. Many of you are starting to go back into practice. Some of you, like me, have been in practice the entire time. Some of you have been there partially. Some of you have been out. And Russ has been having some extraordinary success with his coaching clients and helping them kind of reacclimate back into it too. Before we get into that, if you, I'm trying to think, might this be our third episode together that we've done on the podcast? It's got to be at least, hasn't it? Let's assume by some strange chance, there are some of our listeners that don't know how magnificent you are and or your background story. Can you take a couple of moments and tell them who you are, where you've come from, what you do, what your superpowers are? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Russ Rosen. Uh, you know, I've, I practiced in Maui, ran one of the largest practices in all of Hawaii for 14 years. And then I started coaching chiropractors and other docs in 2000. And uh, my main focus is helping doctors who want to help people get healthy and stay healthy for a lifetime versus just getting out of pain. And that is my superpower to, uh, I was talking to Scott Walker recently, one of my all-time heroes, and, and I was saying, you know, I have a very high self-regard as far as how I am as a chiropractor, because he remembers me from the days of when I did his work. And then I said, but 
truthfully, when it comes to coaching people, I'm, I'm even better. And the truth is I am. So uh, yeah, people who want to help their, their patients get healthy and stay healthy, it's my main focus. Mm. Russ was my coach for a long time, uh, helped me transition my practice. One, in, in the early days, in particular when I started kind of looking at practice management, practice coaching, marketing, there was often this idea, a, a paradigm that people said it was kind of almost okay to scare people into care because the end result was is that you were helping them get healthy. And so really what you should do is you should tell them how terrible things are. And if they don't follow up with care with you, then this bad will happen, that bad will happen. Um, and it really was scare care. And it was put underneath the umbrella of, um, you know, you're really caring for people anyway. They need to know this. And this is as serious as people having cancer and you need to kind of go into each report of findings like somebody has cancer. And while on one hand, I understood the importance of the work that I did, I understood the value of the work that I did. It just, it never really set right for me. And then I heard you on an on-purpose interview and you talked about the difference between patient care and patient scare. And it immediately attracted me to you because you had a way to engage people that just is so much there's so much more integrity in around it and i think it's even more important at the moment because so many people in our community are terrified and we could take this moment to continue to scare the pants off them and manipulate them into care um, that would maybe effective in the short term if you could tolerate that too so um that's another one of your superpowers buddy the way that you've been able to you know give us a new model of communicating with our patients yeah, you know, the, the goal of empowering people, finding out what they want in relationship to what you can truly do for them. And there's a big gap. They came in thinking neck pain, back pain, and headaches. You know you can help them get healthy and stay healthy for a lifetime. So we find out what they want in relationship to what we can do for them and then just show them how to have what they want. It's a whole lot easier to get somebody to do something they want versus something you manipulate them into. So not only do I think it's unethical and no fun way to spend a day, by manipulating people but the long and the short of it is i have people come from that model to me all the time saying i can't buy a referral mm. you know i just can't buy a referral so um you know it's just not where my heart is I, I don't think it's in integrity but there's such easy ways to communicate with patients and truly find out what they want in relationship to what you can do for them it doesn't take much time it's very easy and then they get to say, well, cool, this is what I want. And, and it's just so much more fun in practice. It's so interesting. There's a metaphor I often think about. You told me a story that um, for when you used to live over in Maui is that I forget whether it's once or twice a year, uh, some tourists would come to Ireland. They would either climb up the top of a very high waterfall or a bridge and they'd jump into some crystal clear, beautiful water down beneath. And what they wouldn't do beforehand is test to see how deep the water was. And so these silly tourists would either injure themselves or, or die every year that that would happen. It was a metaphor that you taught me that has me, I had a report of findings, what's today, Friday, so yesterday morning, with a guy and I kind of said to him, how long do you think this is going to take to get sorted? He said, oh, I think it's probably 12 months. And I said, yeah, I think you're right. How often do you think that we should start off our adjustments? He goes, I guess probably twice a week. I went, yeah. How long do you think we should do that for? I said to him, he said, oh, look, I, I think maybe the next six weeks. Is that right? I went, yes. It, it, all I did was ask him the questions the whole way through there because we did a good job on our initial consultation through the two. The report of findings, I didn't have to tell him anything. Now, there are times I ask people these questions and they're way off and that's okay too. Sure. But there was no 
push in my reporter findings at all. It was all pull. You know, we asked those questions and I'm, you know, I'm thankful every time that what you get me to do metaphorically is test how deep the water is. What is it that this guy's wanting? And then it was really easy. There was no coercion. There was no nothing. I just helped to deliver a product that he's looking after as well. But we could probably talk about that all day. But I, what I really want to talk about, as I mentioned beforehand, is navigating our way back into practice. Um, you've been on the ground um, helping practitioners with this and have seen many different scopes of the kind of results they're getting. So let me hand it over to you. What do we need to be thinking about as we're starting to reopen our practice as people are starting to come back and see us now? Yeah, you know, look, there's there's several things. And, you know, we were talking about I, I had put together this four video series and, and these are the four videos. The first one is on mindset, which is huge. Mindset, you know, it's so funny. Angus knows uh, we were just talking about uh, the, the most recent fights. I'm really in the UFC. And uh, these guys who really beat the hell out of each other, they all say that that 90% of the game is is between the ears. And these guys are punching each other in the face. So, you know, for us, there are many of us who are concerned and many of us who are, are in fear. And, and we got to get our head in the right place. So I interviewed a mind coach, uh, 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 mind. Set coach? Yeah, mindset. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm fasting. I'm deep into a fast right now. Uh, mindset coach. And, um, you know, it's a big piece of the puzzle is, is how do we get our head in the right place and what specific strategies do we use? And we, we go through some of my favorite strategies that I help my coaching clients through you know, to get their head in the right place. Because without that, there's just no power in our punch. Can, can we talk, talk about the scale of what is the right place and what is the wrong place? And can we give our listeners maybe just a couple of things that they can step towards the right place? Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing. Fear is the wrong place. And, and here's why, because it doesn't work. I'm a fan of fear. The problem is it leads to cortisol. It leads to epinephrine and norepinephrine. And therefore, I can't see solutions. I can't see solutions. Here's an example. Um, recognize that all questions have a presupposition. And the way it works is your reticular activating system, the way that works is just like Google search. So when you ask a question, it goes searching the universe to try and find you a solution to that question. So if you say, what am I going to do? to get my life back. The presupposition is I don't have my life. Mm. What am I gonna do to get these people back who are so afraid to come in? The presupposition is people are afraid to come in. Versus how can I be a beacon of light to help these people come back so that they can have the life that they want? It's a very different question. The problem is when I'm in fear, this solution right here that's sitting right in front of my face, I can't see it because I have blinders on because my reticular activating system is only sending things up through my reptilian brain and my neocortex for thinking and reasoning that fit the bill. And this doesn't fit the bill because of my preposition, presupposition. So mm -hmm. the, it's really crucial for us to get our head in the right place. There is no plan B. I'm going to thrive. I'm going to make it. Again, I got docs that, that I've been working with that, that didn't leave their practice. And right now they're busier than they were when the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. right? Because they've been doing all the things that we're going to be talking about in these videos. Their patients understand the value of their care. They understand it's about health. 
the health of the host versus the bug. They're, bring, they're bringing in family and friends. And then we got, you know, people who are just still in, in lockdown, right? And there's, there's a whole process of things that we want to do. My uh, couple of docs recently, just in Barcelona and also a doc out here, um, they, they just reopened up and, you know, literally filled up the first week because of all the things they did ahead of time. Mm. You know, there's a whole preparation process I recommend that you do to get your patients to know that it's safe to come back. The water is warm, right? There are a handful of folks who are not real concerned, a handful of folks who are terrified, and then there's kind of the bell curve. We need to enter the conversation in their mind. So kind of went on a tangent there, but as far as, as the headspace goes, look, here's the deal, buddy. If our head is not in the right place, meaning if we're in fear, and there's plenty to be in fear about right now for a lot of us. A lot of us, you know, didn't have a lot of money in the bank. We had to just take a month or two off work. But I'm telling you, if you come from that place, there's no power in your punch. It's like watching a white belt hit a brick and they break their hand. Black belt looks exactly the same. They break the, the brick. So it's, it's our headspace that we come from. And again, that first uh, video was tremendous from my mindset coach and myself. Mm. When it, it makes sense to me when we think about that, you know, depending on who you listen to, it's pretty well recognised that at least 90% of communication is nonverbal. It's our body language. It, it's, it's, as you talked about, it's what's behind the punch, the metaphor that you talked about. And I know that some of our listeners will be going, but it, it is terrible in my area. And I want, I want to encourage those. We've all looked at those kind of optical illusion pictures and, you know, what do you see, the old person, the old woman or the young woman? And I want you to just be open to the idea that, you know, maybe there is a young woman there at the moment or a young man and you're just seeing the old witch at, at this time. Because, I, and I can tell you firsthand, and, I, um, and I'm cautious to say this, but too, you know, my associate Kirby had her busiest week in practice ever. Like, and she's been with me for five or six years as well. Uh, we've just come off one of the best months in our practice that we've had uh, in a long time, years or so. It's been very interesting kind of times for us over this time. So we get our mindset right. And I think, you know, the, the crux to that mindset is if we go back into the mind with the headspace of service, that that's what we're doing. We're, we're bringing light. We're bringing service into the what are the next steps? Are because you talked about before that the, you know, practices of yours are full as of almost kind of a week number one back into it again. What did they do to gain that momentum? Yeah, several different things, and it really depends on where they're at of where where they started. Um, but the the second piece of the puzzle is the ability to clarify your message, and to help communicate that message in a way that people can actually hear it. And again, it was a gut check. So many doctors that I spoke with were, man, I, I can't believe how many people once this happened, canceled and didn't see the value of coming in. I thought that they understood it. I thought that they got it. And you know, again, I coach chiropractors, naturopaths, uh, osteopaths, acupuncturists, anyone who wants to help people get healthy and stay healthy. And they all got the same, we all have the same vision. We wanna do the same thing. And we think that they get it. And we think that they get it because we told them. We told them and we lectured them and we berated them with our story. But the question is, did they get it? And um, I'm going to suggest that for many offices, the answer is no. So 
you know, there's the, the next video that we dove into is on really the neuroscience of communications. You know, how do you actually get somebody to hear your message? And so what is the message? The message is simple. You know, we can help you get healthy and stay healthy. How do we do it? Well, if you're a chiropractor, correct nerve interference and show you ways not to recreate it, right? I mean, everyone gets to translate their own story, but it's a very, very simple message. Another piece of the message, and um, well, you know what? Let, let me just quickly dive into the neuroscience communications mm. and then I'll get back to the message. Yes, Sounds please. Because it'll make more sense. I'm gonna make a note to me where I'm gonna go back to because of my fasting. Um, look, the neuroscience communications is pretty simple. When we speak to another human being, information is coming in through the senses. The problem is, is the reptilian brain is filtering all the information coming in. Now, what the reptilian brain does for a living is survival, food, fighting, and fornication. Those are the three things that it does. 95, well, all information coming in is going up into the, the uh, reptilian brain, and we want it to get to the neocortex. What does the neocortex do? Do you remember? Well, it's kind of decision-making and learning that kind of stuff there too. Yeah, thinking, reasoning, and problem-solving, all of that. Mm. So we want our information to get there because if our information gets there and it makes sense, they'll send it to the limbic system, which is the new belief system. So eight ball corner pocket off the side. I want to get my information to the neck, neo, neocortex for thinking and reasoning into the reptilian brain. So it's a, I'm sorry, into the limbic system. So it's a new belief system. That's what we want to do. But here's the problem. What you and I were taught, and I'm saying you meaning every one of us, we were taught to tell the story. Mm. We were taught to educate. We were taught to lecture. We were taught to speak from our neocortex to their neocortex. But Angus, what's the problem with me speaking from my neocortex to your neocortex? Yeah, it's got to go through. It's got to get there first of all. You know, I'm trusting that it's getting there, and I'm forgetting that there's a filter that it goes through, and my message doesn't even get there. That's the problem, and that's why you know one of the great exercises is after your report of findings, have your CA say, well, "What did you get?" Mm. It, it can be brutal for a lot of us. It's an exercise I have most of my doctors do because they think their patients got it, right? Then you look at their retention. You know, the retention is 20 or 30, right? Well, if I mean, that. if, if mm. you want to help, yeah, if that, 10, 15, 20, you want to help people get healthy and stay healthy, your retention has to be double, triple, quadruple that, mm. right? But if they really understood the story, wouldn't they stay, pay and refer for a lifetime? Of course you would. So the way that we get the information to the neocortex is by engaging the reptilian brain. I got to speak to the reptilian brain. I got to get the reptilian brain's attention. So how do we get its attention? Well, we need to make it new, novel, or exciting. New, novel, or exciting, or and exciting, right? Mm -hmm. We have to make our message about them. I don't want to walk in and say, Angus, mate, what a, mate, good to meet you, good to see you. I want to tell you about chiropractic. Now, Didi Palmer had a wife named Ruth. They had a dog named Fluffy. I want you to know we don't deal with your symptoms yet. See, I'm getting better. Yeah, um, no, you've got a long way to go, buddy. Long way to go. But you're right. You're getting better. You get, you're right. You're definitely getting better. Um, but see, that's me making my story. That, that's, I'm, I'm trying to get you to my story. That's my story, right? Mm. But I want to I make my story about you. I want to make it all about you. If I'm talking to you about you, you're interested, <laughs> right? 
If I'm speaking to you about your favorite subject, which is you, you're sending that information to the neocortex. So if I can just meld my story into you, then all of a sudden it gets through into the neocortex. And the way I'm gonna do it is through questions. It's not through telling. You look at my program of communications, consult, exam, report, findings, daily interactions, re-exam, report It's a series of questions you ask people to help them recognize they do or do not want your care. There's very little lecturing. There's literally three paragraphs that big that you need to memorize or come up with your own version and say to them, everything else is questions. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you ask them questions about themselves. Two kinds of questions. Angus, what's your last name? Pike. Pike. Yeah, and that's an informational question. So did you learn anything new with that question that I asked you? No, nothing new. I've been aware of that for a number of years now. You've had that down for a while. Mm. But a Socratic question is a question that makes them go like this. That's a Socratic question. It's one they have to think about. So if I say to you, Angus, let me ask you a question. What do you think brought that on in the first place? Or why do you think that keeps coming back? Or why don't you think you're getting better? Or where do you think you are on the scale of negative 10, near death, zero comfort, but not functioning at your optimal or plus 10 optimal health? Where do you think you are? Where would you like to get to? What do you think you would need to do to get there? How long do you think it would take to get there? Do you see that when I ask him those questions, he must do this? Well, and then when he looks back at me, he dropped it into the limbic system. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. When he looks up and goes, well, I, I, I guess it keeps coming back because I haven't resolved the underlying problem yet. Literally what happened is he sent it to the neocortex, he thought about it, and it dropped over into the limbic system. And then he walks out and he said to, says to his incredibly gorgeous wife, and well, that's the truth. Um, he says, you know what, honey? I, I don't think I just want to get feeling better. I think I want to resolve this, mm. right? It's a new belief system, but it's his, right? I didn't lay it on him. I just simply asked the right questions to help him find his new truth. I empowered him to find his new truth, which may or may not align with what I do. Mm. Make sense? It, it, oh, it, it makes perfect sense. And I want, you know, because if we think about it, how many times have we pushed back when somebody has told us something to do even we know even when we know it's a great idea you know, that's something that will help us it'll be productive with our time all those kind of things there too but there's something inherent in many of us me included there too that we just don't like being told what to do but when we feel like we've come up with the answer ourselves, it, it really makes a heck of a difference there too so new novel and exciting of which the simplest of those is ask questions and ask about them, have them kind of discover their truth as, as, as well. So we're laying a foundation here of mindset, first of all, where we're going back into practice with a service mindset, a, a light mindset. We're clarifying our message where we're going to start asking a lot more questions, talking about them. What's our fourth step or is there more we need to talk about with regards to this kind of clarifying your message? Let me just hit this piece. So what are the kinds of questions we need to be having right now with our patients? Well, if they're in the office, I wanna be helping them make sure they really understand the difference between healthcare and disease care. They understand the difference between a bug and the host. So, you know, and, and certainly people coming back, I wanna ask the question, and I know there's so many that say, don't ask this question, but you, you have to, it's, it's the, the big, you know, 800 pound gorilla. 
are you concerned about being exposed to COVID? It's such an incredibly important question, right? Questions such a, and I, you know, we go into great detail about how to, how to follow that one through, but questions. So let me ask you this, Mike, have you, uh, have you ever either been at school or work, a bunch of people there all the time, and somebody comes in coughing, they got a cold or they got a flu, a couple days later, a few more people, a couple days later, half of the room, half of everybody there hat is sick. Have you ever noticed that in your life? Yeah, totally. Yes. Sure. So here's my question. How come half got sick and half didn't? Didn't we breathe the same air? Mm, absolutely. Not sure. Yeah. So why did some get sick and some didn't? Is it, so I guess it might be a stronger immune system. Yeah, I'd have to agree. See, now I'm agreeing with you, right? Versus me lecturing you. Do I got this? Yeah, me lecturing you and saying, I got this, uh, you know, be a bad host. Here's the things you need to do. Take vitamin D and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just telling you all the things you need to do. And they just shut down. Look, half of the behavioral cells just don't like to be told anything. And they just shut down, right? Other people have different belief systems. And until you poke a hole in their belief system, they're not ready to hear any new information. So by asking questions like that, by asking questions and saying, all right, so then if it's your immune system, look, what I know to be true is clarify the problem and the solution becomes self-evident. So if the problem is COVID-19, what's the solution? There is none. No drug, no vaccine, and even if there was, put it in a dead body, no response. But if the problem is the host's immunity or the host's health, what's the solution? What's the solution if you help them recognize, hmm, be healthier? What's the solution? Yeah, well, they've, they've, they've got to work out where health comes from. They've got to understand that concept. And then once they realize that the goal is for me to be healthier, to work on the host as opposed to kind of fear the bug, it then opens up a, what I would think would be a, a whole new conversation of which I've got some really important things to share with them. Absolutely. Eat better, exercise, deal with stress, make sure you're under care with all the different kind of things that we do. Get enough rest, blah, blah, blah. Literally ask them, what do you think depletes the immune system? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that pain depletes the immune system? Stress depletes the immune system. Subluxation, right? Mm. Like if you, if you ask the right questions along the way, they will get it and they will say to you, can you help me support my immune system? Can you help me bolster my immune system? Mm. You know, and then like, you know, we'll, we'll have it in there in that class, but then we have things like this. Uh, would you like to be a bad host? To the bug, sure I would. Crowd, here's things that we recommend that you do. But I'm telling you, if you do it by a series of questions, they're going to get it versus the classic thing is, here we go with our, our, exam, our, our uh, regular visit with someone and we say, hey, listen, just wanna make sure that you're doing all the right things right now. Are you, are you getting enough sleep? Yeah, great. And so you're taking some vitamin D and we have this product out there I think you should take. But see, we, we, didn't, we didn't make the ground fertile. We didn't poke a hole in the belief system. Right. They, they may think that that's nonsense. You, 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 I'm telling you, when you ask these kinds of questions, it shifts their consciousness. It's why these offices that did not shut down, who have been working with me for some time, their patients completely get this. Mm. So they literally were begging them to stay open. You're not going to you're not going to bail on us now. Yeah. Right. You're always telling us to come on in and get checked. If we don't feel good, you're not bailing on us now. I mean, it's just a different world. So. In that particular event, we go into great, great conversations about the specific series of questions to help people recognize 
that you help them get healthy and stay healthy and that they want to build their immune system. They want to be strong. And that changes the whole game because now who would they refer in, right? It, it, it makes sense. And it comes back to, it's another example of the same metaphor that you taught me to begin with, which is test how deep the water is first before you jump in. You're finding out where they're at. And, and in the very early days with our practice, we did this exactly. How are you feeling about this whole COVID thing, I would say, or this whole coronavirus? And some people would immediately jump into, ah, it's all a big fuss. I don't know what we're worried about. Right, right. So I could have that conversation with them, in which case I'd go, yeah, I agree. I think we need to look after that. And then other people, I could sense immediately that they're terrified. And if I had have jumped straight in with this, ah, oh, what do you worry about? Right, 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 I look like an idiot. You know, I, I look like some kind of quack that, uh, you know, Angus, are you not watching the news? Are you not seeing all the people that are dying in Italy? Are you not seeing all this kind of stuff there too? So I can test the water. I can connect with somebody and then I can begin to build those bridges of which sometimes those bridges, <clears throat> excuse me, have taken weeks to continue to, to build with people because the amount of fear. But the best thing that I have done, of which you've really helped me learn to do, is test how deep the water is first, and then I can kind of move on to it as, as, as well. So where do we go from here? Yeah, the third video that we have is, all right, now that I know what my message is, and I know how to communicate it with other human beings, how do we get the message out? And I interviewed an amazingly handsome, bright <laughs> young man, and that happened to be you on how do you get the message out and using obviously using video and, and one to many mm. is is the way to go and you did a great job buddy it was fantastic <laughs> and i was concerned i actually was a bit concerned because you and i've had a lot of different talks about you know this kind of stuff but you made it so simple that even i could understand it oh far like me my whole technological challenge routine i mean it, it's that simple you it was brilliant what you did so that's where we go in there how do you get it out yeah well we talked in again so russ and i talked about just strategies to use video and i don't want to take up time re-saying it here because listen to the previous podcast particularly over the last 10 i've been talking about strategies with that and at the end we'll show you how you get the video for free anyway because i've got other things that we want to make the most of russell while we're here but the short of it is video is a great tool for you to be communicating with your community letting them know that you're open, letting them know that it's safe for them to come in, letting them know that there's extra steps that you've taken. Show videos of people coming into your practice that they're happy and they're enjoying it, all those kind of things there also. So we've, we've worked on our mindset, we've clarified our message, we've started to take our message from one to many out to our community so we're gaining more attention. Next, where do we go from there? Let me double click on one thing that you glossed over, which is really, really, really important. And that is this. The doctors that I've been coaching have been sending videos to their, uh, to their inactive patients. So that's either I'm not in the office or I'm in the office, but they're not coming in mm. saying, hey, miss you a whole lot. Just want to let you know the things we're doing to make it safe for you here and literally doing a tour, showing mm. them when you come in, you know, you're concerned, you text us, we'll open the door for you. I'll just take you to the farthest extreme. Obviously, you're going to do what you're going to do. But, mm. you know, we'll, we'll open the door for you. When you come in, there's a thing. You can do your hands right then and there. Everybody is masked. You can see we took out 18 chairs, right? There's one there, one there, and one there, right? More than six feet apart. When you come in, everybody, right? And you just help them understand. And this is like a two-minute video. It's really, really 
simple, but these are the things we're doing to make it safe. And then the next one, oh, by the way, we just have this ozone machine and blah, 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 just staying in front of the people. Obviously, if you're in quarantine, you know, mental, emotional, biochemical, physical tips, all that kind of stuff. But then this one about, uh, I had two offices open last week. Well, you see this week. What is it today? Yeah. So this week. And they started sending out these videos of patients saying, oh, my God, that felt so good. Thank you so much for that adjustment. I feel so much better. And listen, gang, I want you to know the water is warm. They've made it so safe here for us. You're going to feel really good coming back. Uh, one, one of them, I just saw three of them that he did, and these people were literally like in tears, thanking him for finally, you know, thank you, I, I can come back. Um, the social proof of that versus you sending him an email saying yeah. we're back open, the social proof of that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, both, well, both these offices, they're, they're full. There's one of them only wanted to come back. He's a three-day-a-week guy, and he was really digging just two days a week for his first week. But by the end of the first week, he had to open up his third day because he has more people that want him and their family and friends coming in because he's been communicating that message. Mm. So that's, yeah, just, it's a I great point to, to double tap on, to just letting people know you're safe. And Russ said this earlier, you might think that this is all just a dog and pony show and I don't need to be doing all this. This is not about how you feel, okay? We, we have a health IQ, we have an understanding that's often very different from our communities out there. We need to be communicating in their language if we're wanting them to feel safe by just you know, merely sending out a message to them saying, hey, listen, it's safe to come in. Don't worry about all this mask and hand washing stuff. It's all hocus pocus. That ain't gonna work, okay? Let's work. take some, move towards them. They're in fear. That's, that kind of language isn't going to get, as Russ talked about, right the way back into their limbic system and create a new belief system. So I get them into the practice, love them, nurture them, take them on the journey there, let them know what's, what's safe after that. It's, a, it's an important strategy. Thanks for kind of, you know, going deeper on that too. So. Yeah. Then, then the last thing is, you know, doors are open. So, you know, we're clear about where we're heads in the right place. There is no plan B. Um, and I just want to comment on this. It's, it's not what you're telling yourself. It's what your subconscious is telling you. It's the internal dialogue. And so in that mindset uh, video that we did, I go into extreme detail. I started studying uh, the subconscious mind um, formally in 78. So quite mm -hmm. some time ago, my grandfather was a, a hypnotist right. and uh, he was a uh, science of whatever it was. Mind. He, yeah, science of mind. And since mm -hmm. I was literally sitting on his lap, like he would, you know, go like this and then stick a needle through it, stick a needle through it, stick a needle through it and pull it out and there's no blood. And, you know, my whole life, he talked to me about the subconscious mind, the power of the subconscious mind. Trust me on this. It's your internal dialogue. So it's not like you're going to just tell yourself everything's good. That's nonsense. It's not good. I see there's all kinds of scary stuff. You need clear strategies to be able to clear that stuff out of the subconscious. And again, in that module, we go into that. In, in great detail. Again, I've been studying this stuff for a long time. Um, and I do it with my, my coaching clients when they're stuck because, you know. Um, but now that we've been doing all that, how do we bring them back? So we've, we've, we're clear in our head. We've, we've done the, um, we, we know what we're going to communicate. We know what the message is. We're starting to talk to our patients about it. Or we've been doing, sending some videos out on this. And then they come back in. And, um, and, and we start to, you know, have these conversations. We're doing 
all those good videos, and now we get to the reactivation. So things are opening up, right? If you've done it right, so I, I've talked to like all kinds of different countries about this. Some have heard it, some of them haven't. When we used to play hide and go seek when I was a kid, yeah, there was like two or three people you couldn't find, and we would all yell, "Ali, Ali, oxen free!" Right? It just meant, "All right, water's warm. Everybody can come back. You're not going to get tagged. It's safe to come back." So if you've done all that, literally all you have to do is say, we will be opening at this time. That's mm -hmm. it. You just, just let them know. Recognize that the things we used to do for reactivations are not going to work. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's put food out. Nope. Well, let's do a week's worth of big events. Nope. Right? Maybe Zoom kind of things. I mean, there's all the kind of stuff. Yeah. That, but if you've mm -hmm. just done this right and you let them know we're opening up, give an opportunity to come back, a couple of people come in send videos out, right? Uh, two of the offices that I'm working with, it is by week two, still have not been able to make reactivation calls yet because they did all this other stuff right. But then you make reactivation calls. Now the key to reactivation calls is it's not a slick script. Mm -hmm. It's, hey there Angus, Russ here, checking in. How you doing? Good, listen, just want to let you know we're opening back up. We can go ahead and get you scheduled. That's it, right? There's no big slick script. The trick is, Mm. When Angus hems and haws, mm. that's the trick. How do how does your staff handle that? And by the way, in these uh, videos that we did, because I'm so anal about all this stuff, I have a very detailed notes section in every single one, including scripting for your CAs, which is of course all questions. Mm. It has to be questions. So you know, if Angus starts to hem and haw, here's what I don't want to do that we teach our CAs to do. Well. Tell them this. Tell them it's safe. Tell them, you know, this isn't the big problem they think it is. Tell them that if they're not getting adjusted, that their immune system, right, it doesn't work. Mm. We, Angus, what do we need to do instead? Yeah, we need to ask them some questions. We need to ask them some questions. So I use this thing called laser, listen, acknowledge, ask, solution, resolution. After I heard you, I have to acknowledge. Boy, listen, Angus, I, I understand that you're concerned and you're certainly not the only one. Mm. You see how that just de-escalates the situation? Mm. Yeah, listen, I understand that. You know, I, and I understand you, you are high risk and that is a big concern of yours. Let me ask you a question. And then in that module, I go through just a series of different ways the conversation could go and the specific questions you're going to ask to poke a hole in the belief system so now they can hear a new perspective. Literally, poking the hole in the belief system takes off red sunglasses and puts on clear ones. Mm. They no longer see it through that red tinge, they now see it the way you see it. But mm. if we don't poke a hole in that belief system through Socratic questions, there's no room, that cup is full, there's no room to give them any new information. So again, the, you know, those are the basic processes that we go through. Let's get our head in the right place. Let's clarify that message. Let's learn the neuroscience communications and learn how to ask the right ones to help them understand the importance of being healthy in the immune system. Let's get the message out through videos, which again, you did a great job on, and then put it out there. Now, again, it's not a big deal of this is what we're doing and we're doing this big party. That's not the, the key. The one, they want to come back. It's been mm. a long time. It's knowing how to handle the yeah buts. Yes. That's the key. And then of course, if they understand it's health, let me ask you this question. Is there anybody else that they know that they care about that they want to have a better functioning immune, immune system? 
Yeah. That, yeah. The answer is a, a hell yeah for the vast majority of people. That's right. So, so we can literally reinvent ourselves. People come to me because they say, I've been in a pain practice. I've been trying to do a health practice all these years. I just don't know how to do it. It just doesn't work. That's mm -hmm. why they usually come to me, right? I want to get off insurance. I want to go cash. You can reinvent yourself. This crisis is an opportunity. Angus and I have had conversations about this. I've reinvented myself many times in my life and not once has it come from a place of ease. Mm. It's, it's always been a crisis. This crisis is an opportunity for you to finally reinvent yourself and create the life and the practice of your dreams. But if you think you're gonna do the same things you were doing before and that they're gonna work now, you're in for a long haul because things are different now and they may be different for a long time. Yeah, I agree, buddy. I, I, I think that, and what I'm seeing is that, you know, because we haven't had the levels of shutdown here in Australia that many have throughout North America and Europe, but as people are coming out of the woods still here, there is a heightened appreciation for health and then there's an, a heightened distrust uh, of, of everything. And so therefore that takes a new level of communication. I was reminded as you were talking before, when we kind of started off talking around mindset and subconscious, and there's that old story, I don't know if there's any truth to it all. I think it's probably metaphorical as much as anything of, you know, the shoe salesman who's heads over to Papua New Guinea and he comes back and says, this is terrible. There's no point me going over there to sell shoes. No one wears shoes. I'm, I'm, this is crazy. Why would people buy shoes for me? And then another guy goes over there and reports back six months over saying, situation is fantastic. The island is full of customers for me. Nobody's got shoes here. This is one of those situations exactly for our practitioners right now. The way that you communicate one-to-one -one with your patients, the way that you reach out into your community and if you haven't, maybe the episode or two before this, I talk about the importance of building trust. I think I go through seven steps is you should be massively building trust as, as well. The best way, one of the best ways for you to be building trust internally, I think Russ is, has a black belt of, he is a master, he is the superpower when he talks about, you know, getting great at asking questions. He has a whole Socratic, Socratic process he goes through that. I mentioned at the start, Russ has put together four videos with this, which originally he was going to sell um, through a bit of canoodling back and forwards. He's given them all out for free. And I, this is not... Gang, the, the, I, I don't know anybody in my life that over delivers more than Russ. I, I, and I don't, you, you haven't heard me say that before because I don't say it. Russ over delivers as, as well. Russ, if people want to get a hold of the videos, where do they go for them? How do they get them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what, I, what I'm going to do is I'll give you a link. <laughs> I'll give you a link and they can go ahead and click on the link. And uh, they'll get their four, those four videos. And, and, a, and my 100% promise, you go to yeah. my website, you look at my values, it's under promise over deliver. Yeah. And I'm, I'm confident that you will be extremely happy. It's yeah. tremendous content. So clearly you're listening to this now. If you're either watching, listening to it, either on my socials, um, through your podcast app, there'll be show notes in around wherever you're listening to this. There'll be a link inside of that where you can get access to all four of these videos from, uh, you know, for free there as, as well. But any kind of final notes that you want to share um, with our listeners? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, in 1996, we had a crash of insurance and my practice went from uh, 80 a day to 40 a day, but my 
my finances went down by 75%. I had just built a million dollar house, just built a million dollar house. I literally had $10,000 to my name. That's all I had. And we were going bankrupt. We were going under. And within 90 days, I was seeing 120 people a day, 100% cash. Mm. I've been through this. I've been through these kinds of scary times where I literally sat in my brand new steam room, opened up a beer and cried, right? Just, I'm going to have to sell my house. You know, I'm going to be doing massage on the beach. Gang, I promise you, this is an opportunity. I never looked back from that. That was one of the best things that ever happened in my life. And I know for you, you've had the same thing. You've had terrible things happen that ended up being the best thing that ever happened in your life. This is one of them. And that's a choice, mm. right? Every crisis, 01, 08, every crisis, lots of people go under and lots of people are better off than they ever were before. Mm-hmm. I want you to be better off than you ever were before. And my question is, how about you? If the answer is yes, then go ahead and click on that link and watch these. And, and you know, you'll see if you have any questions, I'll help you. Just flip me an email. I'll do anything I can to help. Mm. Look, I'll have some contact details for us in the show notes to where you can reach out to him. If you've got a question, you want to just bypass the videos and, and speak with him there as well. But watch the videos. Um, you know, I know what's gone into them. There'll be great free content for you to help you reintegrate back into practice so you can serve more people. Russ, I love you, buddy. You are one of my dearest, dearest friends. I always uh, uh, learn something every time we talk. And after 17 years, it never ceases to amaze me the way that you are able to articulate concepts, bring them down to steps one, two, and three. So buddy, love you more than I can say. Look forward to chatting with you soon. Take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.